So, this podcast, is it any good? Eh, they follow some shite clubs, but it's a pretty good pod. Lavelle, Rose up the middle, looking, cutting, shooting, good! The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. Absolutely brilliant from Liverpool, and for Barcelona, chaotic, catastrophic. A sensational start, a controversial start. And it's advantage to the Reds. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast. D. Smith, welcome in. It's the latest edition of the Unnamed Soccer Podcast. The Unnamed Soccer Podcast brought to you by Three Punk Ales in Chula Vista. Darren hung out with Steve over the weekend. We'll get to that. It's also brought to you. Oh, he did not. Never mind. I take it all back. Uh, we love Steve. He was probably busy pushing a UPS truck up the mountain. Um and then also sport clips where it's good to be a guy. Darren, it's a pleasure to see you once again. I watched you in the celebrity halftime game Sunday night from my couch. It was glorious. We have a lot to discuss. It is beautiful to see you. Good morning. Well, thank you, Jordan. Sorry that we couldn't see each other in person this past weekend. I will just say three punk ales to La Vista before we talk about our friend, Steve, Steve Garcia, who is one of the owners of three punk ales. I must commend you, Jordan, because you have sent out four packs of Golsh to some of our favorite people. And they have in response taken some phenomenal pictures of Golsh in faraway places in winter weather settings. It's quite scenic to see our Bundesliga correspondent who we really could have used to talk about Ricardo Pepe posting pictures of four packs of Golsh in Missoula, Montana, that was great. Shout out to Tim Stoops, our buddy John Conniff from manfriars.com. So I commend you. You spent a lot of time at the post office. That was terrific. I'm and kudos, person. sir. No, kudos. I, don't, I don't deserve any kudos. I'm looking up my text message to John Conniff, who I believe I texted the same day as Tim Stoops looking for their addresses <laughs> for the Gulch. Do you want to know what the date was when I first reached out to them asking for their home address? I'm going to guess it was September. It was September 17th. Yeah. The beer yeah. arrived January, whatever. Eighth. I don't know. It was a couple days ago. It took four months and that is not because of the postal service. Right. That's on me. Well, better late than never. Now here's the thing. Do you have any goals? I didn't left? even get it there in time for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked like Christmas where Stoops was. That thing was sitting like six inches of snow. So I, I don't know what season it is there. How the much do you have blue. left? Huh? In your private supply. Do you I don't have, any, have any. I like two. I like I'm one out. left. Well, I, I lied. I, I, I kept one. There's one in the back here. You see it? Uh, there it is. Yeah, full? Yeah. I think I drank one on Sunday before I played in the celebrity match. That's how I prepared. That's how we finally tuned athletes prepare for San Diego soccer's celebrity matches. You sit on the couch watching your fantasy team implode and drink a Golsh to make everything feel better. Yeah, I feel like I need to send Stoops and Conniff and others more beer just to apologize for how long it took me to send them beer, um, which it works out for them. That just means more beer, which I'm all for. Um, celebrity halftime game. You kind of referenced it there. Let's dive into it. We'll also get into the SD uh, loyal preseason schedule that was announced. And um, right. Yeah. Preseason schedule announced after we somewhat previewed that last week. A couple of couple of announcements coming from San Diego loyal. Yeah. that we touched on last week. I must admit that was, that was coincidental. I think unless you are an insider and know stuff. No, and they told people at the, uh, at the event at modern times, 
Yeah, the that listener. Ricardo Campos was going to be the president, yeah. named officially, taking so the they made it like tag social away. media official. Yeah. I reached out to him. I said, "Not bad for an Arsenal fan. Uh, not bad for a Real Madrid fan. <laughs> not bad for a Brazil fan." Everyone's like, I mean, "Oh, Ricardo, we love you." I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Arsenal fan, congrats. <laughs> yeah, okay, Real Madrid fan, whatever. I guess I actually thought about that in the obligatory congratulatory. Tweet. I thought about not bad for a Real Madrid supporter, but I didn't want the entire Pena to turn on San Diego loyal. <laughs> so mm, there I, you go. <laughs> yeah, I just went straight to Ricardo on that. Sorry, sorry, I missed the social media part. Um, uh, you're good. I, I I think there's a lot of merit. Hey, what is that uh, uh, flashing thing you got there in the background? I like that with the uh, square, the triangle, the X, and the O. Oh, that's a PlayStation thing. Solid. Well, I, I have it set up so like it's voice activated. So if I if I start speaking too loudly, that starts lighting up. This doesn't help anyone listening to a podcast, but my set looks pretty good. It is um, coming along. It dude. is. It has it gear. Is solid. You it got has PlayStation. It has uh, a helmet, old a flag. School, yeah, we got the old school autograph Philip Rivers jersey from his San Diego days when it used to host radio shows with us. God, Love those it. Were fun. The Army Navy helmet that Darren brought back. He was so nice to actually take that on a plane. And travel mm. with that for me. I don't yeah. know if that's true, but I'm giving him credit for that. It's true. Uh, Wore it on the plane, actually. There it is. He was hammered. Yeah. All right, let's get to the speaking of hammer. Let's get to the celebrity game. I watched Darren played. It was light blue against navy blue. It was a blowout. Um, Darren, since you participated, you should just listen to me and what I think about what happened because that's what usually what you do. You talk about people playing, they have to listen to that. So now you're the player, and I'm gonna talk about you. Okay. And the whole team. Here's my takeaway. Here's my post game show. A few takeaways. Uh, clear difference, I thought, in players who took it seriously and players who did not take it seriously. I think that was very noticeable on the screen. Did it feel that way on the field? Well, I think we need to define who was or wasn't taking it seriously. And do we mean that they were taking it seriously as in being competitive or taking it too seriously? Or, or, you know, I feel like this is a bit open-ended in terms of how you want to define who did or didn't take it seriously. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't want to say too seriously because that means there is an actual line to cross. Um, I, there's people who go into this game, and I'm one of them typically, and you've seen this for years. I go in and my only goal is to drink some tequila before the match and just have a lot of fun. Um, and then I really just try to avoid everything during the 10 minutes we're on the field. <laughs> So we can get back to the locker room. So that's been my approach for years. I have a great time doing that. Um, but I wouldn't say that like I take it super serious. Like I'm not running around right. and like crying if I don't score a goal or trying to hurt anyone. So I think there was people who were like very motivated. And I think there were people who were out there to have a really fun time. And then I think there were people out there who had a really fun time because they were highly motivated. Did it feel that way? Yeah, I, I, I think being on the winning side, being on team light blue, which is not where I was a week ago when you and I recorded last week, I was on team dark blue. Jordan was on team light blue. Yeah. Don't Darren's really how to award me the GM of the year trophy here later. Don't, in the podcast. don't really know how, how that all shook out. I will say though, you know, there was conversations ongoing where Shannon McMillan and I, who have a little bit of history in the soccer celebrity game mm -hmm. for those that know, you know, we were really looking forward to playing on the same side. Like I was really looking forward to that. Now, nothing against Sal Zizo, nothing uh, against Tony Sanchez, who for me was the man of the fucking match and an absolute stud in goal for team light blue. It was nothing team against it looked like to me. 
yeah, nothing against anybody on our side, but you know, the opportunity, I think to come full circle play with Shannon, you know, was something I was looking forward to that said, um, Didn't happen. I, I think, I think competitive juices were flowing a little bit out there. I'm with you though. Like, I don't really want to go mixing it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be, you know, I'm not out there like diving at people's feet and stuff like that. And it was a little weird because we kicked off and team light blue scored at about 10 seconds. And uh, Shannon McMillan then goes, Hey, like you guys got to sub somebody off. Do you realize that you have one extra player, which I did not. I don't know that that came through on the broadcast, Jordan, but Shannon's like, you guys got to sub somebody off here. You got an extra player. And like, of course we scored in two seconds. So I, I will say, and I don't know that this theater didn't show up on the broadcast. I haven't gone back and watched the, uh, the film. I did to break down the, uh, and analyze the quality halftime competition. But I did walk over to our master of ceremonies, Craig Elston. And I did tap him on the shoulder literally and said, Craig, I think we need to sub somebody off because we have an extra player. And Craig took his microphone. He was calling you went play to the by dude play. with the microphone for this. I did. He was the, he was the nearest. Wasn't there an official figure. who was, he, who, where was the he, ref? There well, was a ref. He got kind of caught up in the mix, was he but I tequila? went probably and went to Craig 619 sports who you see all the time in the local section. And said, excuse me, I think we have an extra player. Do you want me to sub out? And Craig Elston pulled the mic because he was doing the in-house play-by-play, a gig that used to be Nate Abareas. I, I, don't, I don't know what's, what the deal is. But I then... Did they have a chair for you by chance? No chair. Okay. No chair. And Craig gave me one of these. He waved me off. He's like, don't worry about it. Get back out. Don't, don't sweat it. Don't worry that this is lopsided and you guys have an unfair advantage in this game. Go back out just go and play it this doesn't matter so i shrugged my shoulders and i went out and and i continued to play the role that i was playing which was a little bit of a defensive minded position a little sweeper in front of tony he and i the only ones on our side of the field for the majority of time and uh you guys pushed forward like crazy they all did. It was everyone going for glory in that game. That. Holy everybody. God. And nobody, I mean, Sal was like, Hey dude, I'm just letting you know. Now Sal's easy was like, I played enough defense in my life. I want to score. Cool. You're a professional soccer player. We're just going to get the ball up to you. Uh, I was actually disappointed every time someone shot who wasn't Sal Zizo. Yeah. Yeah. Cabana boy. Jeff had a hat trick. I think he was the leading scorer in the match. I only counted five. I thought we won five, one, but officially I think it went as a six, one victory, but I was like, Hey, somebody's got to play defense here. So I played defense. Tony and I, I thought I had a great partnership in the back. Again, my man of the match vote goes for Tony from two balls and a mic, two mics and a ball. What is it? And, and you know, that great. I mean, podcast. this should be easy to remember. I know it's just a dominant. What do you have? What do I have? What? Two balls and a mic, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. That's what it is. I am confusing myself. So, you know, you have two I, mics I, and a ball. Well, they have two mics, don't they? Anyway, Tony's a really good player. He's a really good player. So, uh, yes, I was, I give him my man of the match, but we were, I think we played into an unfair advantage and nobody seemed to give a shit. So, I don't know. I didn't even notice. It was chaos out there. Uh, light blue dominated. Sal Zizo looked fantastic. Like I said, every time someone shot not named Sal Zizo, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Uh, although there were good shots like Cabana Boy Jeff. Hat trick. Phenomenal. A lot of that was just set up because Zizo was just putting stuff up on a platter for everyone. Like Weston had a good goal. Shout out. Yeah. I didn't realize that Weston also scored. So that's three, four, so five. So who scored the sixth? 
I don't know, man. I'm not looking at the thing. I think it was only five. I don't know how we got to six, but you know, I might've missed one. I thought Sal was great. Shout out Weston. He was good yeah. as well. Tony phenomenal. Darren, phenomenal. I thought you were good. You had a great moment where you blocked Shannon. I had a couple of clearances and an intercept. I felt like I, I, you know, I'd give myself maybe six and a half, seven out of 10. If I we're doing player ratings, the duo Tony shined, but I think you helped Tony be even better. Yeah. I think Tony helped you, yeah. but I think you helped Tony as well. And Cabana, Tony, you, get a, you get a hat trick, then you're obviously going to get a shout out as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a tough call. I understand anybody who's going to give it to Cabana boy for man of the match. But for me, when you have a moment of glory, right, you know, three out of six gets a little bit lost in the shuffle to your point. Sal was out there just running it. I mean, just out there, absolutely running it. You know, he was he was Charlie Adams out there. His goal at the end was. Yeah. Wow. Almost decapitated Drew from the locals too at the end of it on the final kick of the game, which was Serves hilarious. Right for trying to decapitate you into the board. What the hell, man? That dude, that locomotive doesn't slow down real easy. I'll tell you. I mean, that uh, bumbling you know, and stumbling out there. <laughs> out there, just throwing his body at Sal Zizo. It's amazing. So uh, Tony was he the one that out. went to the ground? Who went to the ground? It was. There was Drew. There was like one player who went to the ground that entire match. Yeah, Drew. Drew was into it, man. Drew was really into it. Drew, I think, so like was if you do a basketball up. game, a ver like a basketball version of this, like I'm the person defending like two, three feet away for you, from you. Like I'm going to allow you to dribble. I'm going to allow you to get away your first move. If you want a shot from where you are, you're probably going to get that shot off. Other players in those games, they're going to have a face or a hand in your face. They're going to be all over you. They don't care. It's a celebrity halftime match. This is go time. This is their moment to shine. Mm -hmm. This is the spotlight moment. And sometimes you find yourself sliding around, checking people into boards and throwing shoulders into the player of the match. Drew, what are we doing out there? <laughs> Drew, Drew, what are we a, doing? Drew and I had a, a shot of tequila beforehand. I figured we'd go out there. It'd be very friendly competition, right? Players going for glory to your point, but Drew wasn't having it. And if I didn't know any better, Drew from the locals, Jordan, I have some advice for him. I think what you ought to do, Drew, is call in sick to work on January 21st, plop down your $115, and go to the open tryout for San Diego Loyal and throw yourself all over that fucking field and see if you can actually <laughs> make this team. All right, here's my recap of the match. Goal right away, two seconds in. I did not realize that you guys were playing a man up. That changes things a little bit, but... That thing, goal right away. Then you get a goal from Weston on a tee from Sal. Well done. Then I will say, Weston, a little drunk off his goal. Yeah. He allowed a goal right after that. The celebration was short-lived. He had a pretty oh. bad defensive moment that allowed yeah. the only goal. It led to the only goal uh, for Team Navy Blue. Anyway, Cabana Boy Jeff started scoring again. Sal was great. I wrote down that Drew throws his shoulders at people all the time. That was one of my notes. Uh, Tony Sanchez is the goat. That was a note. And then uh, Darren blocked Shannon McMillan late, which was a fantastic moment. And then not to bury the lead, but we kind of did. You retired. That was it, right? Like that was your final match. No, uh, I mean, having, <laughs> having one at one and, and physically come out of that match. Now, last time I played the celebrity game, I was in pain for about two months. Okay. Like I, I'm not young here. I hope drew, you know, who's what, how old is drew 30? What is he? 30 something? 32, 35. I think he's 43. No way. I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, all right. Well, then I, I, I'm going to retract what it was that I'm about to say. I hope he enjoyed checking us. a 49-year-old man into the fucking boards. But you know, clearly like the oldest person out there. That said. Um, I thought I'm he was sure. going to try to take out Tony. I thought I, he was going to like jump up with his shoulder and just try to take Tony out. Would not have surprised anybody at all. Would not have surprised anybody. Um, that said, I don't know. I, I felt pretty good coming out of it. I've been doing a little bit more cardio since the last time I played in a celebrity match. My knee didn't swell up like a balloon like it did the previous time. So mm. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to take my time here. I'm going to have to talk to my family and you know make a family decision and see if there's a future in it. I will say. For those retiring, of us retiring, unretiring, you're hanging out with Landon way too much. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll be playing. Uh, I'll be playing for Chihuahua. Gonna be in Liga MX next year. I'll be Play playing for Club for, Tijuana's halftime show for the Chihuahua Savage. You know, I'm gonna go to Mexico and have a new career down there playing indoor God. soccer celebrity halftime shows. Here's the Gringo from San Diego playing. <laughs> well, that'll be my bit. But uh, I think it's just an honor to be invited. You know, at some point, people stop inviting you to this sort of stuff. So I don't know. I had fun doing it. It was a good crew, a good crowd. I appreciate Craig. I appreciate Jerry. I do. For, for, I, yeah, I do. Craig, I like when I told him I wasn't going to be able to make it, I'm like, he's never going to invite me again. I want him to. Like, I've gone every single year for how many years in a row now? It's, yeah. it's gone. It's been a while. It was the 1090 days when that yeah. was station. So Dark Blue could have used you. I was on team light blue. Yeah. Well, dark blue could have used you. Well, imagine dark blue, blue no. could have used Steve from three punk ales. Where was player? It's a good question. Uh, I, who yeah, else I thought was on he your was, team? Who else stood out? Uh, who else stood out? Uh, well, um, let's give some shout outs. A, a reporter from voice of San Diego named Mackenzie Elmer, who actually played competitive soccer. She actually knew how to kick a soccer ball. And, and I'd say that not like I'm so surprised that a woman knows how to kick a soccer ball because I don't really know how to kick a soccer ball. <laughs> you know, like she actually knew more about the, the intricacies of kicking a ball than most of us did. So I thought she was really solid to play with. I enjoyed as that. soon as the rosters were announced, everyone tweeted out outside of Shannon and Sal, like I've never played soccer in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, Scott Lewis, so you had a few who, players. Scott Lewis, who had COVID, was replaced by his reporter, Mackenzie, and she was a player. Like, she was really yeah. good. And so, like, like that was a lot of fun. It was really – I appreciate her work, and plus she also uh, was a bit competitive and athletic, so that was solid. I think she was better than Scott, and I don't know what Scott would have brought to the table, but Mackenzie was good. Tony, like you said, Tony was great. And, like, everybody else just flew up top, and, you know, I didn't see them. I just held it down in the back. Everyone and do going much. for glory in that match. Yeah. Yeah. Tony and I just had it going on. Tony was solid too. He had no look passes out of the back. He was his, his, he looked like his save on veteran. Shannon. I mean the save on Shannon McMillan, forget about my little tip ball like him. That was amazing. That was, that was yeah. great stuff from Tony. Like Tony so. looked like he, this was his first halftime match, right? I think. Yeah. I, I think mean, so. I'm, I'm pretty sure. He looked like he had played it in seven consecutive seasons. He was, he took it seriously, but he was smooth with how yeah. he took it. Like he was, there was real finesse there. It was, he, it was great. He was fantastic. Drew, very mediocre. Very mediocre. What's your uh, okay. player rating? Keep, play training, rating? keep training at the bridge. And next year, maybe the player rating will go up. What do, we, what do you got on that one? On who? On Tony, he gets a 10. Drew, Drew. Tony is my Mendy. Drew is my Keppa. Okay. Uh, Jesse Agler, 
voice of the Padres? Anything I stand out? Jesse was really, really good. I felt like Jesse was one of the only players that was interested in playing defense on his team. I felt bad yeah. for Jesse at certain moments because there was just a wave of team light blue and he's like the only one willing to stick around. Yeah. So I everybody else is cherry extremely well. Yeah. Uh, Drew, Derek, you know, you understand Shannon playing up top. I mean, she's the best player to have. So yeah, like Derek Dawson who works for the goals. Phenomenal dude. Love that guy. They all were going for glory. What can you do? All right. Nothing. Even, even six, one, they were not interested in preventing it. They were like, nah, man, let's go. Let's go. Who cares about structure and shape? Right. What's two balls on a mic. Chiva was pretty good. Chiva was solid. I liked him. He's a good dude. Chiva's so, hilarious. Yes, he is. Both of those guys are hilarious. South Bay represent. Represent. Well, we missed you. We understand why you didn't go. We understand, you know, that, that it's a quirky time and, a bit awkward, but it was, it was fun again. And thank you to the, to the staff there. They, you know, they make you feel so at home and, and, you know, they just roll out the hospitality. So we enjoyed it. We had a good time. Yes, we did. Yes, you did. I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. All right. Um, let's get to the San Diego loyal schedule release. Is that good? Was that a good recap? I like, like it. I defer to you. Man. I defer, man. Sometimes you're playing in these things. You miss Drew, a lot. Drew, please don't take this podcast serious. Good luck. The last thing I need is all right. <laughs> Preseason schedule, Jordan. We teased it last week, February 5th. But Tony was really good. Tony was amazing. It was, it was an honor to play with him and Sal. I'm excited to see where Sal's going to go here. You know, Sal and I were talking a little bit about his future. I'm just glad you didn't break retired. your collarbone again. I am too. I was a little worried about that. I felt like somebody was, was attempting it, but Thankfully, I'm a little bit more agile than I was in previous celebrity matches. Jordan, the preseason schedule is out for San Diego Loyal. <laughs> it's really good, too. Um, we talked about it last week on the podcast. We wanted to see. I need to pull up the actual schedule. The, the two games that we jumped out that we kind of talked about on the pod is the opportunity to play Club Tijuana, which that comes through. That is on the schedule. And also for the first time ever, San Diego State, which I mean, I'm just going to get a kick out of because I broadcasted their games for years. So. It's the first time I've seen those two square off um, and it's going to be a friendly. It's going to be fun. No one's going to be out there trying to break other people's collarbones. So that's the best part of this game. And we're going to go ahead and enjoy a lot of these preseason games. What are you laughing at? What else stood out to you on that schedule? Uh, well, let's see. I think Club Tijuana, as you said, I think San Diego State, which you mentioned last week. I don't know what any, either one of us did or didn't know. Uh, I had a feeling that Cholos were on the schedule. But I think what stands out to me is that you have a couple of opportunities to see the club, which is different than last year, right? So you know, three of the five dates are closed to the public, but February 13th against Vancouver, February 19th against Club Tijuana. I think those being open to the public at Torero Stadium, it, it might not be perfect. Maybe people want access to all five of these, but I think that having a couple of uh, an MLS team and a Liga MX team coming to San Diego and having those matches open to the public on the 13th, on the 19th of February, to me, is tremendous. I think that's great. You know, I, I, yeah, sure, maybe you want to go watch and play against the L.A. Force. I don't know. But I, I think just having those two opportunities against an MLS club and the Liga Mekis club is uh, fantastic. And I think that those, those will be huge hits on the 13th and the 19th of February. Uh, very much so. So I, I like that we get, let's see, New Mexico United, 
slash Central Valley Fuego. You get the Vancouver Whitecaps, Club Tijuana. You brought up LA Force and SDSU to finish. And then we're rolling right into the season that will take us likely into November with the postseason. So yeah, March 12th, they've announced. Now they haven't announced the opponent and maybe you've heard. I have not March 12th scheduled to be the home opener at Torero stadium that much. They have put out there publicly. The league has put out its opening weekend dates, but March 12th SD loyal at home Torero stadium, taking on opponent to be determined. Anyone you want to see in that opener. Anybody I want to see in that opener on March 12th. Like I felt like we got so much orange County. I want to see orange County. I want to see the defending champs right out of the shoot. That's pretty good. I I actually like that call. If you ask, if you answered that a year ago, that way I would have said that boring answer, but now it's like, all right, that's the champs. So that's, that's a fun way to open it. I kind of don't want to play Phoenix to start. We had so much Phoenix so early. I wouldn't mind just easing into that a little bit. This right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that didn't go so well last time, even though we were all fucking buzzing about it. I right. think this yeah. time let's, playing let's the defending champs, one. let's, let's slide into this a little bit easier. Maybe yeah. take so our time for that. Yeah. So let's play Orange <laughs> County instead. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't get Tacoma. I don't know. Monterey, are they available? I wouldn't mind some softies to start the schedule. I want to yeah. get off to a good start. Last year was just, it was tough climbing out of that hole and they did it, which is not something that always happens. The fact that they actually climbed themselves out and finished the way they did. Now the finish the last couple of games, not so great, but to even be in that position, wasn't a guarantee after the start they had, I just want to get off to a good start. Give me a schedule that allows us to win four or five of these first four or five first yeah. matches. You know? Well, plus also let's not start four consecutive away matches either yeah. where you have to like travel to Phoenix and come home and then RGV and then up to Tacoma and then the Louisville. So, you know, I think from that standpoint, even knowing that you get to open up at a place that was once upon a time last season defined as a fortress didn't quite end up that way. But to be able to start there in a home opener on March 12th, I think is a lot different than last year as well. So hopefully that turns into a, a positive for the club. You know, the other thing I was reminded of Jordan this week, cause I watched a lot of FA cup over the weekend. Mm. I'm sure you were watching some FA cup over the weekend as well. If I'm not mistaken, Chelsea won its FA cup match, correct? Uh, they did. I saw Arsenal loss. So Palace Ricardo. won. Palace won, so I was pretty stoked about that, you know. But the thing I was reminded of is our domestic cup, the U.S. Open Cup, is finally, hopefully, fingers mm. crossed, yes. going to come back in full form where we're actually, I think, going to hear the draw sometime at the end of January, beginning of February. Now, it's pretty much expected, regionally speaking, that Loyal and now what's referred to as Albion will be paired when the draw comes out, but we'll finally now have a U.S. Open Cup here to talk about in San Diego involving San Diego Loyal after a couple of seasons where the whole thing got scrapped. The idea of us playing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's going to be an emotional match. <laughs> you got to win that match. You got to win that one. You got to win that match. You got to win that one. Absolutely. Anything, anything can happen in those matches. That is right. Albion, San Diego, but division gotta, three and division two. They, they all go into the second round there. They all go into the hopper. And these things usually, I think, are based on, on regional proximity. So from that standpoint, dude, I am so stoked about that. Because like you said, 
you win either one of those sides wins. And, you know, there's an opportunity. You're going to be playing an MLS club in the next round, you know, in, in the third round and then potentially into the round of 32. So, Oh, that's pretty, you know, that's pretty exciting. As I was watching FA cup reminded that finally we're going to have an opportunity to get back into this here locally. Yeah. Yes. I know it's first year. What was it? First year? Did they have it? I don't remember why we didn't. No, because there was a pandemic. And then yeah. last year they wanted to minimize it just based oh, on that's travel. What it was. So they, and then it was like the U S closed cup as everybody called it. And then they eventually just yeah. scrapped that thing as well. The, the USL league was not that no one from USL participated at all. Okay. Right. 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 So the draw, according to so Wikipedia, no one at all participated in 2020. And then it was USL so. that got eliminated in 2021. And so now yeah. in our third season, we have our first chance to participate. Yeah. And what is yep. called an open cup. <laughs> yeah. Not the closed cup. So the draw, according to Wikipedia is on the 31st of January, you would play those matches the first week of April. And then, you know, the 12 winners from those rounds, uh, I guess, you know, you move on and, and, you know, you're talking about 180 clubs in the United States here. So I love it. It's a, it's a tremendous opportunity and something I feel like should get a little bit more attention from us soccer fans. But now that we'll have a little skin in the game, I'm sure that we will. Uh, I would hope so. I would imagine. So I've been, look, we've been talking about this tournament and the opportunity to participate in it since loyal was announced. This is a very, very fun tournament. And um, we've, we've missed out on it. I hope people don't just because we weren't participating the first two years. I hope it doesn't leave an impact where you just don't take, like, it's not as important anymore. Like this is a cool thing. This is a really cool thing. And, yeah, it shouldn't be forgotten just because we didn't have a chance the last couple of years to be in it. So yeah, I mean it's it's you know the oldest later this ongoing... month is that draw potentially yeah, early February. It says thirty uh, first of January, the week of the thirty first, and then the matches will be played in April. But this is the oldest ongoing competition in the United States. This this you know it might not be well known history, but this is the history of U.S. soccer in this country is the U.S. Open Cup. So to have a couple of clubs, I don't want to you know make it seem like I, I realize we both are involved with loyal. Sometimes I'm, I'm sure it feels like we're to the detriment of Albion or 1904, but to have a couple of clubs here and to have a local derby, like that's potentially a pretty big deal for local soccer supporters. So that could be a lot of fun. Every bit as fun as, as you and I talking about preseason and what it might look like against Club Tijuana. Same thing could apply here for the U S open cup, given the stakes of this competition and the opportunity to go on and play potentially against MLS teams. Well, well said. All right, Darren, uh, anything else we need to get to before we say our goodbyes for the week? Uh, Liga MX firing up here soon. Saturday night, home opener for Club Tijuana. We have some Premier League matches today. That's not going to help anyone on the pod, but midweek matches. Palace play Friday. If you want to go watch uh, Barca Real Madrid in the Copa uh, Spanish Super Cup, since neither one of these sides won the Copa del Rey or the league title last year, for some reason, Barca and Real Madrid are playing in Saudi Arabia on Wednesday. You can go watch that at Novo Brewing in Otay Mesa if you want. That's a weird one, a weird fixture, but Hmm. it is what it is. Well, Chelsea play Manchester City Saturday morning at 4.30. Going to get up for it? Luca going to we'll have an early wake up call. No, Luca doesn't wake up till like seven, seven. <laughs> so we'll get that kid up. That. Um, yeah, maybe I'll show up to Bluefoot. Hang out with the citizens. Love that um, idea. Yeah. All right. Good. Here we go. Solid. 
Bueno. Very good. Congratulations on your potential retirement from the San Diego soccer celebrity media halftime game. Thank you. And thank you for all the support. Uh, the people who were, who were uh, waving the flags, you guys were tremendous. So we do appreciate that. Oh, you know who else was on uh, team light blue? I forgot about him and he's going to listen to this pod. Danny Miller was a late addition into the mix Very from nice. SD loyal. Yeah. Shout Danny, out Danny, who, who we said, Hey, somebody's got to play defense. And Danny's like, Ain't going to be me, man. <laughs> See, everyone going for glory. Sounds like Danny Miller was part it. of that. Exactly right. He's like, dude, I'm not playing defense. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are talking I'm sure about. All, I'm sure everyone on Team Light Blue <laughs> saw Sal Zizo like, all right, well, well, we'll keep him on the back line so I can go up and score. It's like, no, you let Sal go up and let him score and yeah. create these tap-in opportunities. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. You know the soccer's are going to be. Craig kept referencing it during the broadcast, but. You know they're going to be pushing to sign him. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe they'll try to sign Drew after that performance. I, I, like I said, January 21st, open tryouts. Drew, get the locals to stake your 150 bucks or 115 or whatever it is. And I, I think you got to, I think you got to elevate to a place where the level of competition suits your competition, your competitive juices. That's what I would say. 